Everyone, the Catechism of the Catholic Church says that the mystery, the mystery of the Most Holy Trinity is the central mystery of Christian faith and life. That our focus today on the Holy Trinity, the church actually says, is the very central mystery of how we live and what we believe as Christians. Okay? And yet, for us priests and preachers and teachers, this feast day of the Holy Trinity is known as the preacher and teacher's nightmare. That it's not easy to stand up here and somehow talk about the Trinity. I usually try to take my vacation this week, but it didn't quite work out. Why would it be known as the preacher's nightmare? Because in order to offer anything practical, helpful, true about the Trinity, you have to use a little bit of philosophical mumbo-jumbo medieval language that we go, okay, Father, that's for you. That's, that, this isn't for me, this is for you. No. It's a central mystery of our faith. So let's try to dive into the mystery of the Holy Trinity here today. First, a clarification on the word mystery. When you and I use the word mystery in our English language, how do we use it? We use it in terms of something that can't be known, right? We use it in terms of some crime that needs to be solved. We think of Scooby-Doo. We think of unsolved mysteries. We think of the mystery machine or whatever Scooby-Doo's van was called, right? So when we think of mystery, we think of something that needs to be proven or something that may or may not be true or something that may or may not be known. In a word, for us, the word mystery is synonymous with uncertainty, right? That if something is a mystery, we mean to say this something we're speaking of is an uncertain truth or an uncertain reality. Are you with me? Mystery equals uncertainty for us in the English language. Everyone, that's really problematic for us as Christians. Why? Think of how often and how intentional the church in her theology, in her liturgy, God and scripture uses the word mystery. We just said at the beginning of Mass, let us prepare ourselves for these sacred mysteries. Huh. According to our English usage of the word, now we're saying, let us prepare ourselves for these sacred uncertainties. Are you with me? The most important part of your day today is when I consecrate the Eucharist. What's the first thing I chant sometimes in a really awful way because I can't carry a pitch? What do I chant? The mystery of faith. The uncertainties of faith? Around Easter, what do we celebrate? The Paschal mysteries, the saving mysteries of Jesus. Huh. The saving uncertainties of Jesus? Do you get the point? 
When we walk into church, when we read scripture, when we come to mass, we have to leave that understanding of the word mystery at the door. That's not what it means in scripture. That's not what it means in theology. So what does the word mystery mean? The word mystery, everyone, is something very intentional in the life of Christianity. It means something that has been revealed to us by God. That a mystery is not an uncertainty in the life of faith. A mystery is something that has been revealed to us by God himself. Okay, let us prepare ourselves for these sacred mysteries, these, the sacred way where God now shows himself to us. Oh, the mystery of faith, this way that God has shown himself to us in the most holy Eucharist. Oh, the paschal mysteries, the way that God has shown his saving love for us through his passion, death, and resurrection. Do you get the point? Now, why is that all really important when we talk about the Trinity? Because we just said that the church teaches that it is a central mystery, the central now revelation, the central way that God has revealed himself to his people. And how has he done so? As Father, as Son, and as Holy Spirit. That God has chosen to show himself to his people as a Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Three persons, one divine nature. Now, isn't this fun? Some of you are sleeping. I can't believe it. <laughs> Everyone is central. We got to get it right. You know the word Trinity itself, what it means? Trinity. Try it. Trinity. Three. Try. Unity. The word itself is meant to sound like a contradiction. So when we think of God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three in one, guess what it's supposed to do for us? It's supposed to make us stop in our tracks and go, huh? Excuse me? Did I hear that correctly? If it doesn't make us stop in our tracks, then we're actually nowhere close to how God has actually revealed himself. It's meant to make us go, huh? Why? How many of us understand God the Father is something like this? You have rocks, then you have plants, and then you have cats, then you have dogs. Sorry, cat lovers. Rocks, plants, cats, dogs, and then people, right? Little, right? And then above people, this supreme being is God. Wrong. That's never been the teaching of the Christian faith. That God is some kind of supreme being that's just in this order of beings. 
You're like, what? I've been taught that forever. That God is the big guy in the sky. I call him the big guy all the time. God is not one being among many. Like you have rocks that are beings, and dogs who are beings, and cats who are beings, and humans are beings, and God is just the really, really, really most powerful being. Thomas Aquinas says that God is the source of all being. Thomas Aquinas says that he is being itself. Remember when I said philosophical mumbo-jumbo? This is what I meant. What I'm trying to explain, everyone, is whatever our concept of God is, it's actually nowhere close to the reality of God. It is way beyond us. And so the Holy Trinity is meant to make a stop in our tracks and to go, holy cow. We're not talking about the supreme being. We're talking about the source of all being, the source of existence. Okay. But here's the incredible part today. This God, who is eternal, who is the act of being itself, who is the source of all being, here's the catch. He's chosen to make himself known. He's chosen to leap into humanity and to allow you and I to have a friendship with him. That the creator of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible, the maker of mountains, the maker of the sea, who has never, ever, ever, ever not been, God the Father Almighty has chosen to be in a relationship with us. That should make us go, oh my gosh. It sounds too good to be true. And if that's the case, then we're starting to get it. What is the Trinity? Three persons, one God. Father, who for all eternity has been breathing his love into the world, who has been breathing and pouring forth his love. The Son, what does the Son do? For all eternity, the Son has been receiving love from the Father. What is the love between them? The Holy Spirit. Everyone, this feast day is about acknowledging that God is way beyond anything we've ever imagined. And we think we got him. We don't. If we think we understand, St. Augustine says, then that's not God. But the good news is, in his love for us, he has allowed himself to be encountered. He has allowed himself to be made knowable by us through faith. And he's chosen to be in a relationship with us. And he's revealed himself as who? As Father, as Son, and as Holy Spirit.